Hi, Marsha. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am fine. It's 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 quite rare to hear a fellow English accent on the other line when it comes to doing I'm interview. A, I'm on. It feels lovely, and I'm in a <laughs> I'm in an SUV full of milk. Let's get into this new album. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, everyone. Everyone. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that everyone's talking about Marcia, it. Marsha, don't. I'm going to talk some more as of March 1st. And then, um, yeah. Come on, don't be humble. We've been waiting long enough so you know there's been an anticipation for well, it. this is the thing. I've been waiting much longer than everybody else. So all this impatience and, you know, what everyone else feels about, you know, having to wait on my album. I've been waiting on my album longer. <laughs> um, my mother longer than me. So there's a, there's a generation of people that have wanted to see this through for a very long time. But, you know, with me signing to, to J Records at the end of 2009, I was recorded as far as the album where it is today and what you will hear as of March 1st. It was recorded as about a year ago it was finished well almost I'd say 90% of it was done by the end of March of 2010 and then from there I did additional tracks which were hopes you see from you with a basketball player because it was funny mm -hmm. and a friend of mine went through a really bad breakup and I figured I'd, I'd write a song about it and it was just a hilarious take on the emotion that you feel um, initially the, the immediate reaction that no one speaks about and I think as far as songwriting and, and my approach to songwriting I've always wanted to give that honest moment mm -hmm. that people overlook so that was one of those records and you know between paperwork and making sure the producers get paid and you know all that other stuff right. I have an album coming out March 1st and it feels overnight to me now that it's actually a reality coming out um, the process is I did a meeting with Jay Records December of 2009. Yep. Clearly, legal work and turning around contracts is another three months between attorneys. So that takes you into March, but when you enter in, you record your album. And then Hope She Cheats and You came out May and was all over the radio through the whole summer and Billboard charted off of a joke that I had, <laughs> which became the most expensive joke ever. Like, oh man, that's good. The whole song is playing on mainstream radio. I was right there in between a Drake record and a Nicki Minaj record. Right amongst the kids. I'd never had that kind of radio play before. And then come the end of the year, I do my album packaging shoot or the summer of that year and it's all completed. So I think when you work in musical years, as far as when Grammys are February, then you move on through March and then before you know it, it's the VC Awards and then it's the VMAs and then it's right back around to the Grammys again. My years go by very, very quickly. And when legal work is involved and you're trying to get a project done through a major label that, yes, have other artists, not saying they're a, a priority over you, but when they've got their wheels in motion already, people already have record release dates. Mm -hmm. And I'm there as the newbie with a project that deserves the love, care, and attention that it needs. I didn't want to be thrown out to the walls. It would have been very easily for me to to re release and record a record two years ago, yeah. three years ago even, just because, but I didn't want to do that. I'm a businesswoman first, and I want it done right, and the time, the timing is everything, and the time is now. Okay. Now, obviously your latest video, Far Away, 
deals with um, issues that, you know, the black community in general chooses to ignore. Um, tell me about deciding to not only make this a single, but also to make, in the actual visuals, the message to be conveyed as it was. Well, when I wrote the record with uh, Sterling Sims in 2008, I'd gone through a bad breakup with my boyfriend at the time. He'd lost a family member. Just Blaze, who produced the record, was in a, a, I don't know, in turmoil in his life. And I kind of pick up on emotions in the studio. And the piece of music kind of spoke to me as far as where I wanted to take the song conceptually. I really wanted to speak out on everyone that had ever missed someone. I'd also had a friend around about that same time attempt to commit suicide. So in the song's content, especially in the bridge at the end, where I say, um, if I'd have known Sunday morning that you'd be gone and never would have come home. And the cop's the one who told me that you were alone inside the empty room. And that was for my fear of having to find my best friend who decided to go and kill themselves because of that circumstance. So when I found out it was going to be a single, it would have been easy for me to cop out and make it a love song yeah. that, you know, every other R&B singer made that video. It will start raining, I'll cry tears and hold my heart and look sad through the whole video. That video has been done before. So I wanted to approach this in a way that no one had ever had. I wanted to tell the story that no one ever would. And that wasn't a problem for me. And that was completely backed up by what I wanted to do from record company support, from um, management support. My manager directed the video. Julius Evans III directed that video. And from networks alike who were aware of what video we were trying to shoot and whether or not it would be possible to give it the push that it deserves. In effect, that's quite groundbreaking because, like, visually, I don't think anyone's ever really seen that on TV, you know, in, in, in actual musical format. But I wanted to yeah. I wanted to also go on to the fact that um, anytime I speak to singers, you know, in London, in the UK, they always reference Floetry, but more so yourself as, you know, it's not popping in the UK, I'm going to go to America because they see what you guys have done as visionary. So... Is there any advice that you could give artists who feel that they're not getting their break in their own country and are looking to go to America, the big America, and try and break it? Well, I started in the UK. That's, that's first and foremost. I didn't just decide to come to America to make it happen. I was invited to do a show, and that's how that worked out. I just managed to find the right people to work with that worked for me. So I wouldn't tell anyone not to do it, but I didn't seek that out as something that I felt important to to be successful. Um, I would say that with America, it is a lot bigger, and I guess there's more chance of that as you can just be successful in Atlanta alone and have a successful career. In London, if you don't make it in London, you might make it in Manchester. But it wouldn't be as big as, you know, not making it in Philly, but you made it in D.C. Yeah. It's just a size difference over here. But um, relationships are everything, and I just managed to create the relationships that I did the year 2000 when I was invited to do a show in both Atlanta and then Philadelphia through a friend of mine that was from London playing basketball over here in New Jersey who had a tape cassette of a performance I did at Jazz Cafe. Wow. People were like, oh, I want to hear that girl sing. I want to hear what this is. And that just happened to, to work out. It wasn't something that was planned. It was really an open invitation free at that who 
two trains down a free flight yeah. to Atlanta or to Philly, and I've just been kind of rolling with it ever since and build the relationships that I've had since 2000 to now, since 2011. Okay, now, Lauren Hill originally recorded a version of Lose Myself. Um, the version that you have on the album, how does it differ? Um, well, her, Lauren Hill's version was catered for that soundtrack. Uh, she had that California Dream and um, L.A. Beach feel on there to cater for what the, the movie was set yeah. up. But what I did connect with were her lyrics. Uh, Lauren Hill was one of the most prolific songwriters of our time and it was one of those songs that I've always loved, always been interested in and I felt if I'd ever had the opportunity to bless a song that Lauren Hill ever did, I'd I'd want to put my spin on it with her blessing, which I did and I'm thankful that it's a part of this album and being I'm a songwriter myself, it was just a, a, a respect thing for me. I just wanted to give back for things that have influenced me for a very long time. I've looked up to her for a very, very long time, and I felt it only right for my first album to, to give that back. Right. Now, looking at the track listing um, of the album, it seems like it's very deep conceptually. Um, the one that stuck, stuck out to me is Sour Times. Now, I haven't heard it, but could you give me a brief insight to what that track is about? Sour Times... Um, is actually uh, a cover song supporter said cover okay. and being that I'm a UK girl supporter said has been one of my favourite groups for a very long time the sample that they use in that record is from one of my favourite composers ever Lalo Schifrin right who scored um, you know Steve McQueen Bullet and um, Mission Impossible and I remember hearing that Porter said record and I was like this is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life and I got in the studio, got the samples, chopped it up, made the beat, and recreated that feel. And once again, with the blessing, I was able to recreate. They're two of the only songs on there that are covers and co-written. Right. So, I mean, written by other people. Okay. The other co-writers are Alicia Keys on With You and uh, Sterling Sims on Far Away. I mean, I'm just so thankful that the fans are there and ready to listen to... to what I've been up to my entire life. You know, this is the, the first album, so I think every emotion that I ever wanted to to convey is right there for all to hear. And I'm a Leo. I'm very hard on not, you know, showing my emotions at all times. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I can't help that. And I think I really do that on this album. All right. Marsha, all the best and thank you for your time and good luck with the album. Uh, okay. Thank you. Okay, you take care.